Hello again, everybody. Welcome to Two Sport Town. Yes, this is the voice of Jim Thomas. Normally, you'd hear Ben Fredrickson with the introduction. Ben Fred is on assignment. He's down working hard in South Florida at spring training, if that's possible. But we have a, a great friend of the show filling in as co-host today, Mr. Robert Wallace, Bob Wallace, uh, longtime NFL executive, longtime Rams executive, now runs the sports division over at Thompson Coburn. Mr. Wallace, how you doing, Bobby? I'm doing great, Jim. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Now, here we are. We're, we're about a week away from the owners' meetings. We're about two weeks into uh, uh, free agency. This is if you're a free agent. This is this is kind of the desperation time, is it? This is kind of the garage sale time of free agency. Well, yeah, it is where the big money has been spent. You know, the teams jump out there and they go after the ones that are highly sought after free agents. Uh, the first two weeks. But then there are a lot of good jobs that are out there, teams looking to fill needs. There'll be some of that, you know, up until the draft, and there'll be some of that after the draft. You may not get what you wanted uh, during the draft or uh, and need to fill out your roster. Uh, you know, there's some senior veterans. I, I mean, I've read something about Chris Long, who is a free agent now, yeah. saying that yeah. he knew that he wasn't going to be in this first uh, phase and he was just going to try to, you know, later on he'll catch on to a team that's looking for a uh, defensive end who can play some snaps. Yeah, I think he uh, he actually, you know, he's involved in that Water, Bo- Water Boys organization, and I think he actually went on a kind of a fundraising thing where they climbed Mount Kilimanjaro. So, obviously, if you're doing that the first week of free agency, you're not expecting the phone to ring, I guess, huh? I, I guess not. You know, Chris has always been a little different, and, uh, you know, his Water Boy project has been, you know, a, a big plus in, in, in the nations that need that kind of help. So I congratulate him for what he's been doing. Does the money ever surprise you in free agency? I mean, I think the stat was the first, just the first week, $1.01 billion were, were, were spent in, uh, in guaranteed money, just guaranteed money, not full contracts, but for all the free agents uh, across the league that signed in one week. That number does surprise me a little bit. It, it doesn't shock me. You know, you, you look at the uh, salary cap, which was, what, maybe $121 million five years ago. It was going up to $167 million. That's $40 extra million. Uh, you know, there's a lot of money in NFL football. And, you know, the players are sharing in, as, as they should. Yeah, yeah. And the uh, people, uh, I think, in our, in our business, in the sports writing business, kind of criticized the Players Association that they did a bad deal. But the, the money keeps going up. Uh, they're, they're, they're not starving. <laughs> right. This criticism has, has been, you know, plaguing the NFLPA for, for, for decades. Uh, and Gene Upshore, who was a friend of mine, would say occasionally, says, you know, the salaries have gone up 60% during my tenure. Uh, now, are they not guaranteed contracts like in baseball uh, where, you know, guys that get four or five years guaranteed? Uh, n- no, they're not. But there's a guaranteed signing bonus, which is you don't find signing bonuses in other sports. So there's a way of getting money uh, that the players have that they know they're going to get. Uh, it's a little different than any other sports. Now, we put out a top 30 list at the Post-Dispatch Top 30 Free Agents, and, boy, within like 10 days, I think 25 of the 30 guys uh, sign their contracts. But there's still some names that are that are out there. Uh, so you're saying if you're if you're Adrian Peterson, who's unsigned, Nick Mangold, the center from the Jets, who was cut, seven-time Pro Bowler, a little long in the tooth, but he's he's about uh, 33 years old, so you think he'd have a couple years left, and, and, and T.J. McDonald of the Rams. So I, I think a box safety, but a, a pretty good box safety. They're all out there. Is this a sign that they've overplayed the market, that they're still out there? Well, I, maybe in the case of T.J. McDonald, who's a young player, uh, 
you know, I think free agency for older players is a little challenging. If you're aging Peterson, who's coming off of two knee surgeries, uh, is a 30-plus running back. Uh, those are hard for teams to invest in. Uh, Mick Nick Mangel, Mangles, 33 years old. You know, we have, used to have an expression, age and time, which I guess is the same thing, but people said age and time, but it's age, time, and injuries. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, it's hard. So those players are going to teams are going to target them for a specific need, not for someone who's going to necessarily turn their franchise around. They're going to be a part to a... Uh, Bob Wallace here, our, our special guest, co-hosting today. Uh, in his years at Rams Park, was affectionately known as the uh, the Grinch, right, uh, At uh, of Rams Park. But, that, was, uh, if that was the worst thing they called me. I was happy with it. <laughs> and, and I should mention a little later on in the show, we're going to have a, a special guest. Once in a while, we try to do something different. We're going to have Kenny Nowling. I, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. He's the CEO and president of the River City Raiders. And I know you're probably thinking, what are the River City Raiders? They are really the only game in town now when it comes to professional football. They're the uh, indoor football team playing out in St. Charles. Their season starting this Saturday. And, you know, uh, uh, Robert, I, I looked up their front office online on their website, and there was one name. It was Kenny's name. A little bit different than uh, when you were over at the Rams as, uh, as a uh, senior vice president. <laughs> How yeah, many vice? Didn't we? We used to have a little game. We used to count up how many vice presidents, and did we get, did we crack double figures? Or? Yeah, I think we were up to eleven at one point, which is uh, we were maybe first, but not last. If you look around the league, and you look even in the St. Louis teams, there are a lot of vice presidents on uh, on the mastheads of various teams around. So you you. you you may not have led the league, the NFL, and Vice, but you're up there, right? We're up there. Right. You would have made the playoffs. You <laughs> might have even got a first round bye, right? <laughs> I guess you could look at it that way. Now, you you knew all the names of the eleven, right? You could name them off the top of your head. I could name all the eleven. Very nice. Right. Very nice. Very nice. Anyway, we look forward to that a little bit uh, later. Bob, we can rest easy. Tom Brady's jersey has been found. Uh, the, the, our great national crisis is over, huh? I guess. I mean, uh, I guess the guy had, had taken the one way back in t- the last time they were in the playoffs. When they t- beat Seattle, not that far back, two uh, two Super Bowls uh, before. Apparently, he might have had Von Miller's cleats or no, Von Miller's helmet. Helmet. Okay. Right, he had a helmet. How do you sneak a helmet out? Uh, well, is anybody paying attention after you win the Super Bowl? People are just happy and throwing, you know, true, doing whatever. It's probably pretty easy, and he, you know. If you look like you know what you're doing, you can get away with a lot. <laughs> Words to live by, right? <laughs> right? I wonder how much money they spent on this investigation. I mean, it's, it's been a while since the Super Bowl now. It's been a month and a half. Probably less than they, than they spent on Deflategate. <laughs> uh, $500,000, though, for the jersey? I mean, come on. I mean, they're, they're saying that's what they thought it might fetch on the open market. But w- when? I mean, since people were looking for it, I mean, it's like... it's. Buying fence goods, stolen goods. I mean, yeah. I don't know what you buy it for five hundred thousand dollars. What then do you do with it? Hey, I can't tell you this, but I got this stolen jersey. That this top <laughs> jer- I mean, it's- you probably couldn't sell it in North America. Maybe not even in Europe. Maybe in Tibet or something or China. You'd find a right. Maybe stand. you can find someone that doesn't have a a, a trade uh, agreement with the United States or extradition papers or something <laughs> like that. But uh, yeah, that that's that's pretty amazing. It's also amazing to me that. Uh, they actually found found the guy. I guess I don't know. They, they don't have cameras in these locks. Yeah, they had cameras. I guess. The, yeah, I, uh, I, the okay. report I saw, they had cameras and they could sh- see this guy. And I guess they went back and 
probably looked for when the last time it disappeared, and this same guy is walking out looking suspicious, and I guess they got him. My gosh, and, and a member of the media, apparently. As if we don't have enough trouble with our reputation. Right. Uh, uh, the, the, the new president of the United States not helping uh, – the reputation of the media, I guess. Thank, thanks, Bob. The, but uh, the, the this fake may, media. Since apparently, apparently the uh, uh, the uh, the guy that uh, that stole the uh, jerseys apparently is from Mexico, so my, this might add another 10, right, 15 right. feet on the wall. Right. right. The dishonest media who came through the wall. Yeah. <laughs> thanks. I res- I resemble I resemble that remark. Okay. Now back back to to uh, free agency and and the business season as I call it. Okay. Geno Smith got a job with the Giants this week. Geno Smith. Josh McCown, who keeps making money. I think he's 3-20 and 20 in his last, like, 23 starts. He, he signed, like, a $6 million deal with the Jets. The Cowboys re-signed Kellen Moore. Colin Kaepernick, I'm listening, I'm listening. I hear crickets. Nothing on Colin Kaepernick. Now, supposedly, John Lynch, the new GM, the former player, former uh, Pro Bowl safety uh, but now uh, the 49ers GM said someone had a deal in place for him, but but it fell through. But, man, it seems awfully quiet on Colin Kaepernick. I keep coming back to the president of the United States. He says it's he takes the credit for not signing, for no one signing uh, Colin Kaepernick. They're afraid of getting a tweet from the Donald. That's what he said the other day. <laughs> uh, you know, you would think that uh, Kaepernick, uh, who actually played pretty well down the stretch mm-hmm. uh, for, for a team that wasn't very good, uh, would get a job. There's a, a dearth of quarterbacks in this league, and he's got to be in the top 64. Uh, if you say every team should have yeah. at least two, that he should get a job. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you you may not have liked the stand that he took, uh, but he took a stand. He put his money behind his mouth. He's he's trying to make a difference. Uh, seems to me that he deserves an opportunity. Well, you you've been in NFL front offices for 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 decades, and been around plenty of coaching staffs. It's a pretty conservative group, wouldn't you say? I'd say it's a very conservative group. Uh, you know, but if you look around the league, there are a bunch of young guys coming up. I don't know yeah, whether, yeah. you know, the the uh, age makes a difference or maybe it's just the background where you are. The mindset. You, the mindset. You know, football's a very kind of militaristic uh, sport. Uh, you know, the, the language, the jargon, the, you know, the chain of command, who's in charge, field Regimentalized, yeah. Regimentalized. And that, that tends to have people be a little bit more conservative. So, uh, you know, but I, I would think that uh, someone as athletic as Kaepernick, uh, who has had some success, at some point will get a job. He may be in that second wave. Of, yeah, you know, it was one thing, the, the, the first wave, even when the, the the Mike Lennon's, you knew he was going to be pursued, uh, Brian Hoyer's. But when when you're getting when when Geno Smith and the Josh Josh McCown, you know Spike Lee said this this looks fil- uh, uh, fishy or smells fishy, and you wonder now if Colin Kaepernick had thrown for 25 touchdowns and five interceptions, had 105 quarterback rating, he could have stabbed his mother, and I think he would have been signed by the NFL right. team. But I guess if you're an average player, or maybe people think he's a declining player, it's a little bit different, right? But I mean, yeah, but I mean, you look at the. the the quarterbacks you just named, <laughs> Brian Hoyer, uh, Mike Glennon, Mike Glennon, getting ten. Well, McNown. Hoyer's getting only six million here, but I think Glennon's deal's I mean, like fifteen million. These guys, these guys have all had chances, uh, and now they may have been on bad teams. They may mm-hmm. have been on bad teams, which is why they got a chance. But they have never produced at any level, which would, which you would make 
think that this could be the quarterback of your team. Right. Uh, you know, they're, they're backups. They're the kind of guys that are, you're trying to get out, out of a game with. Maybe play two or three uh, games with them if your starter gets hurt. But for them, to, if one of those guys is your starter, you're not going to the playoffs. <laughs> No, that's 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 for sure. That's the voice of Bob Wallace, a uh, longtime NFL executive, now a sport, sports attorney here in town. Before we get to our to our guest, Bob, I wanted to ask you about someone that you 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 have a little more insight into because your son Grant Wallace uh, played sports with him over at John Burroughs. Ezekiel Elliott in the news again a couple of weeks ago. Ben Fred Ben Fredrickson and I uh, talked talked about him, but. Uh, Ezekiel apparently had a good time at the St. Patrick's Day parade, and then I guess he showed up somewhere down in Miami with a uh, was it with a uh, rapper or a musical artist partying with him. Now, wh- what do you make of this? A part of me says, you know, when it happens to Gronk, people just laugh and it's like, ah, <laughs> look at Gronk having having a good time, good red blooded American male. But uh, uh, Ezekiel seems to uh, find himself in similar situations. I, I'm going to separate uh, the Ezekiel issue and the and the and the, the, the Gronk issue because uh, you could make that comparison, you could make that argument, you could have a discussion about the treatment of those two players. Uh, I know Ezekiel; he's a nice young man, uh, comes from a really really nice family, good people concerned about him. Uh, he just needs to make better decisions so that he he avoids the problems that he's getting into. Uh, he comes from too good of stock family for him to keep showing up in these instances. He's got to realize that he is a uh, celebrity. Uh, he's, you know, the face or one of the two faces of the Dallas Cowboys, which is mm-hmm. probably the most prominent NFL franchise in terms of re- recognition. Uh, and everybody has a camera. Uh, so you cannot go out. You know, people know who you are. People who used to know who I was in St. Louis. You have to be <laughs> careful about what you're doing out in the public. And what you said people learn. used to know who you were? So what if you if you walk down the street, no one would know Not who anymore, you. right? <laughs> Yesterday's news. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he just, you think it's a pro, maybe a maturity problem or? Uh, uh... Yeah, I think it's, you know, uh, not realizing that, you know, your life has changed. You're not a running back at uh, John Burroughs anymore. You're star running back uh, at Ohio State. Big stage, big, huge big, stage. Big stage. Uh, but remember, he went from being a you know a, a freshman running back who played a little bit to being a person who took him to the national championship. It's a mm-hmm. drastic jump. He mm-hmm. then goes from that person uh, to being the face of one of the most prominent franchises. It's, it's a tough adjustment. Uh, he's a young man, probably coming into more money than he's ever had before. Uh, it's an adjustment. He's just got to understand that there's a change in the way he has to present himself out in public. Just tone it down a little bit. So so advice from Bob Wallace. I'm sure Ezekiel Elliott's listening. I'm sure he listens uh, religiously. And uh, uh, just, just tone it down a little bit. Uh, you know, f- think about what you do uh, and, and where you are and what you're doing. And you have to be, you know, you have to be kind of measured in, you know, the way you're presenting yourself. And that's just, you know, we all have to do that. And nowadays when you're looking at uh, the ability for anybody to be a reporter and to chronicle what you're doing, you just have to understand that uh, if you do this, you know, you kind of got to look at the way you, what you say and what you tweet and what you present is how would your mother feel if she sees this? Now, do teams... uh address that with say incoming rookies or is that something that maybe they should do more of just 
how to handle social media, how to handle uh, yourself in public. Because you're right, there's no place to hide now if you're a pro athlete because you said, like you said, everyone has a camera, their iPhone. Plus, I mean, you know, when TMZ, uh, that kind of Hollywood gossip uh, 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 company, has a sports division, you, you know you could be in trouble if, yeah. you're, if you're not walking the straight and narrow. So, so to answer your question, yes and yes. Uh, yes, teams try to do it. Yes, they can do more. Uh, but so much of it, I mean, you can be told something, uh, but you have to have that compass in your own head that you need to think about what you're doing. And you have to understand what's right and wrong. And you have to have a certain maturity the way, about the way you're going about your business. And, you know, uh, you're, you, you have to hope that uh, the things that Ezekiel – has done or that he's being accused to have done have been at the edge of something uh, that could be serious. And hopefully he'll understand that, you know, the next step is really a lot of trouble. And he just has to start thinking about what he's doing. How's your bracket looking in the in NCAA? I know you're a huge NCAA fan. You go to the Final Four just about every year. You know, my bracket, uh, I'm still alive because I picked North Carolina uh, there you go. to win some. I got North Carolina, Kansas. And Kentucky still alive. You lost have, who? Duke or Louisville? I, I lost. Uh, who did I lose? I, I might have lost Duke. Yeah, yeah. I might have lost Duke. Uh, but I, I, I'm in. You know, and, and of course we just do this for the fun. There's no money involved in any of this. Yeah, right. Uh, no gambling. So, uh, but I have in another pool where we get to pick players. Uh, and how much they score, and then you get to redraft, and I'm in second place there. So there you go. Good, <laughs> good eye for talent. Good that's, eye that's, for talent. Right. That's Bob Wallace. <laughs> well, we, we hope Bob Wallace's uh, uh, pool does a little better here in the Sweet 16. Now we're going to switch gears. We have a special guest today. Something a little different. We always try to uh, kind of tilt the two sport town towards NFL things or football things happening in St. Louis, and and along those lines, we have. Kenny Nowling, he's the CEO and president, right, of the River City Raiders. They're the only game in yes, town. Sir. They're they're the indoor football team, the only pro team left in in St. Louis. And you open your season, Kenny, this Saturday, right, at the Family Arena out in St. Charles. This Saturday night, March twenty fifth, and I appreciate you having having me on. I, I can't thank you enough for all you've done for the sport of football uh, in the community, all the way back to the St. Charles Post days. So, I really appreciate you having me on. But yeah, we've got our fan fest tonight from eight o'clock to ten o'clock at um, Lamborghini Athletic Center out in St. Charles, Missouri. So we certainly welcome anybody to come out. And uh, the unique thing about our product, quite frankly, uh, when my business partner and best friend and mentor, Bobby Don, who's a, uh, a Southern Illinois guy who owns Custom Tours and Travel, uh, your mutual friend Mike Murphy runs that for him. So uh, yeah. Bobby Don and I, when we decided to buy this franchise uh, a little over a year and a half ago, we did it with our company, Free Tickets Entertainment. We put on MMA events as well, and uh, we've got our hands in a few other things. But all of our tickets, that's our unique point of, point of difference. I believe every successful business has a unique point of difference. Ours is, our parent company is actually Free Tickets Entertainment, and we give all the tickets away. Thanks to great partnerships with Mercy Hospitals, Ferguson Roofing, VaporWise Midwest, and so many others, we give all of our tickets away to the community. You pay the arena to park, and it's 100% free to get in every seat in the building. So I want to go see the River City Raiders this Saturday. How, how much are you charging to park now? Uh, it's $20 a car load. Uh, we ask that you bring as many people as you can comfortably fit in a vehicle. Uh, 
i.e., you know, you have enough seat belts for everybody. We don't, we don't want folks piling 20 people into a Toyota Corolla, but, uh, you know, we, we just, uh, if you bring a bus, it's $20. If you bring a motorcycle, it's $20. Or if you bring a van, it's $20. So $20 a car load, and uh, everybody gets in free. There's not a bad seat in the house. As you know, Jim, the family arena is a two-bowl building, unlike Scott Trade. They don't have that third bowl that's really, right. I mean, you might as well be uh, in outer space. It's a two-bowl arena, so it's got every seat. There's not a bad seat in the house. I know that's cliche to say, but there really isn't a bad seat in the house. And the entertainment that we put on, we were undefeated in the regular season last year at home and then uh, lost a very, very tough playoff game. I still tease our kicker, Corey Adamson, to this day because – our backup kicker who kind of got thrown to the wolves at the last minute. Corey had a destination wedding planned, and we just happened to – our playoff game fell on that Monday night against a very tough Lehigh Valley Steelhawks team who were heavily favored, and uh, we had them on the ropes. And, unfortunately, we missed uh, we missed two field goals and three extra points and lost 54-52. to So it was a heartbreaker. But we're looking to keep our undefeated streak alive as we host the Alabama Outlaws this Saturday night. Doors open at 6 7 o'clock, we'll, uh, 6.45, we'll start our pregame ceremonies, and I encourage everybody always to come for that. I mean, it's I can't overstate how cool the lights and the music and the sound and that whole thing. And Janerald Wilson uh, will be singing the national anthem to open up wow. our 2017 no, you, you season tonight. You can't do any better than that. Now, Bob Wallace, no. you would have cut the kicker the next day, right? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> King, let me ask you a few, uh, well, couple, let me ask you a couple yes, questions. Sir. Hi, Bob. Hi, how are you doing? Nice seeing you. Nice hearing from you. Uh, you're Fan Fest today, uh, tonight. What time does that start? Uh, that's one of my it questions. And my other question is, is: What league are you? What league are you in? And who are you playing tonight or tomorrow? We're in the we're uh, we're in the APF. Uh, it's a newly formed league out of a group in Carolina. Um, fantastic group of people. Uh, Jack Bowman, the commissioner, uh, has quickly become a very good friend of mine. Uh, very forward-thinking people. Uh, we'll open up tonight against the Alabama Outlaws, and there's teams all the way. We're the westernmost team uh, in St. Louis, which we're very proud of, and we go all the way to the east coast down into uh, Florida with the perennial favorites, the Florida Tarpons, who we'll take on later in the year. But uh, right now our focus is 100% on the Alabama Outlaws, and one of the unique things that we do, Bob, is all of our players are St. Louis born and bred, every one of them. Bobby Don and I decided on that during the offseason. We want to win with hometown talent. So we had a young man last year, Tyler Batts, who's playing in Wichita. Now he scored 29 touchdowns for us, and uh, we decided to go a different direction. Uh, so all of our players are uh, born and raised and played their high school ball right here in St. Louis. So that's something we're very, very proud of. So Tyler wasn't from St. Louis? Uh, no, unfortunately, he's from the Pittsburgh area. So he's actually uh, cousins of Terrell Pryor, who plays for the Washington Redskins now. Right. Now, Bob, you know what I what I would do? You remember when you were younger, you'd pile in the car for the drive-in, and you'd stuff some people in the trunk just so you could get in. Because this is kind of how some of the drive-ins used to be. They'd just charge a flat fee. So we'd look like one of those moolah... Uh, you know, the Moolah Shriner circus cars where like 30 clowns would come out. That's how you have to approach this. And I know you want to be safe. You want to have seat belts or whatever, but uh, uh, you, you could do that. 20, sure. 20 people could get out of a car and you, you could attend I'm, this for a dollar piece. I'm not as old as you, Jim. I didn't go to drive-ins with it. You didn't go to drive-ins? No. I'm sure you did. Right? Oh, I love drive-ins. My, my Bobby Don and I were joking the other day about bringing drive-ins back in his man cave. He's got sort of a, uh, a, a garage that's just got tons of, of, we're big drag racing fans and racers ourselves. And even at uh, 
the, the young age. I won't give away his age. Let's say he's older than 50 and less than 100, and he still drives 200-mile-per-hour race cars, my business partner, Bobby Don. And uh, we were talking yesterday as we were in his uh, man cave. He's got the old speaker set up that hung. He's got an original one from a drive-in theater, and I was joking around. You know, that'd be something somebody could bring back and probably do very well with. So don't be surprised if you see one of those pop up in the near future. Yeah, it would have been on eBay with the Tom Brady jersey, but now that they found the Tom Brady jersey, they, they'll just have to sell the drive-in, you know, well, uh, the, and, the drive-in speaker. Now, uh, who's your head coach? Is it is it Greg Moore? Is he the coach? Greg Moore, yeah, chief as he's known. Uh, you know, he's been doing this for more than twenty-five years, and more importantly, uh, he served our country and he served our community. Uh, as a chief of police in a few different districts in St. Louis for the last 25 years, he's done some work in the FBI, but his passion has always been football. He's uh, in several halls of fame. Um, he's won the national championship with his minor league outdoor team. Uh, he, he was just a really good fit. Our, our coach last year, I can't say enough great things about him. Coach Corey Bethany, he, uh, he was the offensive coordinator for the record-setting CDC offense that came within one game of winning back-to-back undefeated state championships. He went on to take the job as the head coach at St. Mary's, and that's sort of been all-consuming. So uh, we lost Coach Bethany, but I'm very happy with where we ended up. And Coach Morris put a great staff of people together, so we're really, really excited. Now, do most of these guys play co- college, or some of them play college? or? Uh... Yeah, we've got quite a few guys that uh, play college, um, but there's so many guys. And, you know, I always say, uh, Jim, that, that they're just an opportunity or, or a crossroads in life. And I really want to start one of the goals that Bobby Don and I have is starting to cultivate some of this younger St. Louis talent because I can give you two examples of guys on our roster, and there's several more, but I'll give you the two best examples, and they're brothers, uh, Dre Jackson and Brian Lowry. They, they're half-brothers, and those two guys are two of the most dynamic. You just keep your eye on number 11 and number one. Number one in the defensive backfield, number 11, the best kick returner in indoor football right now at any level, bar none, and one of the best wide receivers as well. And those guys were just, they didn't have the opportunity presented to them and, and maybe the guidance necessary uh, to, to, you know, get to that next level. But uh, they were definitely, uh, definitely Division One talent, and we're thrilled to have them on our, uh, on our team. And we're hoping to catch some of those guys a little earlier in life so that maybe we can help them get into an NFL camp or two. And, of course, we've got Keenan Mace, who, uh, who played for the Dallas Cowboys. Keenan Mace is our nose tackle, so... Big number 57 uh, out of Lindenwood College. You want to keep an eye on him for sure. Now, who's your quarterback, uh, Ken? And uh, where, uh, we got where... a new quarterback this year, Kevis Miller, uh, longtime indoor guy. And, you know, only because I focus on the right now, and I tend to do that in every aspect of my life, I really didn't look at these guys' resumes as closely as I should. We want them to be from St. Louis. I know some of their high schools. I know a few of their colleges. But really, when they came out to our first training camp, first night of training camp, I wanted to have a blank slate, and Coach Chief and I, we, we agreed on that, and Bobby Don and I aren't the kind of owners. We're not the Jerry Jones kind of owners. We're the Art Rooney kind of owners where we just sit back and we let our people do their job. You know, you hire your great people and you let them do their job. Well, I can tell you that uh, that first night of training camp, I didn't know who these guys were, but the first time I saw Keevis throw a ball, my, my eyes rolled back in my head. I'm like, how can someone, and it really shows you the disparity of talent as talented as Kivas is, you know, to, and this is no disrespect to him, it's intended as a compliment, he'd have a tough time making a, a NFL practice squad 
but he's got such arm strength and he's got such good mechanics. And Coach Moore has done such a amazing job getting his footwork for the arena game because it is a lot different. It's a lot quicker. But, hey, let's not forget, there was a young man by the name of Kurt Warner that I know St. Louis is very familiar with that played for the Iowa Barnstormers, and he was stocking shelves at a grocery store. We all know the story. And now I believe he wears a uh, pale yellow jacket and belongs to a club up in Canton, Ohio, the NFL Hall of Fame, Pro Football Hall of Fame, I believe it's called. So uh, who, who knows? You know, Is Kevis Miller the next Kurt Warner? We'll see. Right, uh, he's got to be discovered by Stan Kroenke first uh, <laughs> before he's going to do that. That's but right. Let me. Ask, how many uh, players are on your roster, and how do you pay these guys? What do you pay them? We got a thirty-man roster, uh, twenty dress on game day. It's eight on eight. Our fans are called the nines because that's you I like it. The, the I like ninth it. man or the twelfth yeah. man. Yeah, that's been overdone. So uh, they're called the nines, and uh, you'll see a bunch of people out there in Raiders jerseys. Wearing that purple and black with the uh, the ninety nines ablazoned on it, uh, and it, the, the league salary cap for the ATF, which is public knowledge, is one hundred and fifty dollars a game per person, per player. Um, these guys, this is a for the love of the game deal, and I think that's why the action and the level of play is so much higher than I anticipated going into this. I had no idea that it was going to be as good as it is. The level of talent and the level of play. But when you're doing it for the love of the game, we've got a 36-year-old Mac linebacker that hits like a Mac truck. So it's fitting that he's playing Mac linebacker, uh, which would be a middle linebacker position. We've got a Mac linebacker and a Jack linebacker. Um, And and this guy, I mean, he hits like Mike Singletary and Ronnie Lott. I mean, this guy, you'll you'll, you'll see him immediately. You'll uh, you'll be able to pick up, wow, man, look at uh, what a super talent. Uh, There's so many guys that fit that description. So, and... Let me remind you again, they're all from St. Louis. So Saturday night, free tickets. You can get them on our website at IndoorRaiders.com, on Facebook at Indoor Raiders, or on Twitter at Indoor Raiders. So. Well, Bob, you were a former college uh, running back. Uh, I, I was once the slowest running back in the public high league. If we were only a few years younger, we could try out, huh? Yeah, we could. <laughs> <laughs> what? So, and, and it's what. But I don't. The shape that these guys have kept themselves in. Uh, I look at our veterans, the the Bernard Quins of the world, and um, these guys have been playing in the indoor game for a lot of years. And the shape that they kept themselves in. Johnny King could win any fitness model competition there is. Uh, number seven, Johnny King, our, one of our star wide receivers. Um, Theo Alexander. These guys are just in incredible shape. They've really. You know, because they love this game and they want to continue to play it for as many years as they can. And Bobby Don and I are just humbled to have the opportunity to be able to provide them uh, that opportunity. Well, you, what you got to do, Kenny, is when you're talking about these players, because this is St. Louis, uh, you got to tell us what high school they went to. So you got to say, our quarterback who went to CBC <laughs> and so and so. Absolutely, yeah. We, uh, my, my, our vice president of operations, Jason Polarski, um, he, he's got a whole list. Uh, Steve Rungi, who's also a uh, a police officer, our PA announcer, Steve Rungi, who does a fantastic job of keeping the uh, the crowd in touch with the game. Uh, he's again, everybody from here is born and raised in St. Louis. I'm a St. Charles guy. Played at St. Charles West for, for Steve for Steve, Steve Stahl, Stahl right? back yeah. in the late '80s. Yeah. Uh, was blessed to be very instrumental in helping get uh, our stadium at St. Charles West renamed and deservedly so after uh, Coach Stahl. And you know. Uh, we'll make sure that Steve has their uh, their high schools. We won't be announcing what college they play at because in St. Louis, as we all know, it only matters where you went to high school. That's, That's right. right. That's well, right. Now, uh, 
Now, okay, so uh, we, we go back, uh, what, 13 months ago, the Rams leave, and, and you're it. Is there a sense that you're, you're kind of the, the only game in town? $150 or not, it's, it's still paid football. You're, 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 you're the game. It is, and it's very high level. I want people to come out and experience, and what reason do you have not to? It's $20 a carload. The tickets are free, and you can bring a family of five out and, uh, you know, cost you $4 a person. The food and beverages are reasonably priced. Um, you can get Raiders T-shirts and hats as cheap as $10. We want this. Um, giving back to the community is hugely important to Bobby, Don, and I. Um, our team captain for the year is a young man by the name of Alec Ingram. Uh, he's an 11-year-old young man from St. Louis who's battling osteosarcoma. He'll be out doing the coin toss uh, for the first game. He'll uh, be, be with us all season. And uh, this entire team, our hashtag is Team Alec, and this entire team and this entire season is dedicated to his battle with osteosarcoma. And we're, you know, what we're doing on the field pales in comparison to the battle that Alec's uh, fighting off the field. So... It's a, it's a wonderful thing to be able to do stuff like that for your community and to be able to uh, to give back. That's the most important thing. And, you know, Bobby Downey, he's sort of an adopted St. Louis, and he's from Heron, Illinois, just south of, uh, just south of uh, Marion, down in the Carbondale area. Um, so we, we've, we've adopted him. Uh, he's certainly done enough for the St. Louis community to warrant that. So it's, it's, it's going to be an exciting year, and I just can't emphasize enough, guys, I know I sound like the proverbial broken record. This is high-level professional indoor football. This is not something that, you know, you're going to be disappointed in. Uh, just because it's free, we use that as the reason to make it even better because we don't believe just because it's free we can slack off. we got to make it even better to get folks to come back and become invested and become a member of the Nines. Yeah, just a couple more for you, Kenny Noling, right? I want to make sure I'm pronouncing this right. Noling or Noling? Noling, but Noling, Noling. Noling. Yeah. yeah, but uh, I, now, how many games do you play? And you usually play on weekends, right? Usually on uh, on uh, Saturdays, or we're we're so blessed from uh, Bob Schneer at St. Charles County, who who helps run the building, to the fantastic team over there, Sandy Femmer, Greg Milam, uh, Tom O'Keefe, who, who does the scheduling. Every game we have Sarah in the ticket office, Caitlin. I don't want to forget anybody, Courtney, uh, BA in the back. But such a wonderful group of people to deal with and do business with, and they got a Saturday night home games. Every home game is a six o'clock kickoff, seven o'clock, or excuse me, six o'clock doors open, seven o'clock kickoff. So all of our games are Saturday nights, and uh, we'll have six home games and three road games this year. So a nine-game season, and then hopefully we'll uh, we'll be hosting another playoff game for the second year in a row at the Family Arena in St. Charles. Favorable schedule, six home games. That's Kenny Nowling, River City Raiders uh, Arena football starting uh, this Saturday against the Alabama Outlaws. Uh, uh, you can go out there tonight, which is Tuesday night, and, and check out their uh, their fan forum. Uh, Kenny, we really appreciate you uh, being on the show. Uh, uh, good luck with that. I, I've been out to the family arena a few times. I remember when Bernie Bickerstaff used to head, uh, what was the basketball team, Bob? The Storm. The Storm. And man. the sidelines are very good. It's a very cozy place to, to, to watch a game. It really is. Very, very intimate and high action and you know, Jason Polarski, they put a lot into our off-the-field production as far as the music and the lights. And, you know, we make it an entertainment experience that even if you're not necessarily a diehard football fan like our bus, you're going to leave there saying, wow, what a great time. And that's because of the great team that, uh, that Bobby Don and I have in place. We're just humbled to be able to, uh, to lead these men. Um, but, man, what, what a great opportunity for you to bring your family out and right here in your own backyard and enjoy some uh, good old-fashioned 
free entertainment, high quality free entertainment, though. So we're excited. And I want to extend the invitation to the two of you at short notice. But if you can't make this one, maybe you can make another one. But you're certainly welcome to sit in the owner's box with Bobby Down and I right on the 25 yard line, not the 50, because remember, it's only a 50 yard field. So it's kind of like hockey and football combined, uh, which is why it's so high energy. But we want to extend the invita- invitation for you and your family to come out and join us and uh, sit in the owner's box on Saturday night if you're available. Just let me know. Bob, you've sat in the owner's box many times. I haven't. This is pretty amazing. <laughs> Stan Kroenke never invited me into the owner's now, box. Wait a minute. Now, that's not true, Jim. He used to come up. Huh? He used to come up and visit us all the time. Who's that? You did. In me? The, yes, in the owner's box. We see you all the time. <laughs> well, maybe occasionally, but uh, I, I, I was maybe never invited. Jim, I, he didn't get the right. invitation. I usually well, I can tell you the fact that Jim Thomas hasn't been invited into a professional football owner's box in St. Louis is as big of a travesty as Bill Bidwell committed, God rest his soul, back in 87 when he took my beloved Big Red out of here. That's, in, that's crazy. So, Jim, we are personally extending your very first and honored to do so. We'd love to have you as our uh, honorary guest up in the, uh, and of course Bob too would have you guys up you there too, in the owner suite with uh, your guests. Absolutely, uh, Kenny. Thanks. thanks, thanks so much. That's going to do it for this edition of Two Sport Town. We want to thank Kenny Nowling of the the uh, River City Raiders indoor team, Bob Wallace, a uh, great friend, friend of the show, co-hosting, filling in for Ben Fred. I don't know, Ben Fred's probably out collecting seashells down there in Florida. I, I want to let everybody know a reminder. You can get this podcast and really any of them. And we've had great, great guests uh, from Mike Jones to, 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 to Isaac Bruce. We've had Amy Trask talk about the, uh, the Oakland Raiders and where they may go and on and on. Bob has been on the show, but uh, uh, we have a great back, backlog. We're up to almost, uh, what, Gary, about 30, uh, 30 episodes now. But uh, I'm not the highest tech guy. I can't read off all the iPhones and Amazons and whatever, but any place... You can get a podcast in terms of uh, the digital age here. You can find Two Sport Town and also uh, online at stltoday.com slash NFL podcast. You can listen to this episode, any of our other episodes. Uh, Until next time, uh, we say so long.